Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Audio Podcast. I want to speak to you in this podcast about mothers. This coming Sunday being Mother's Day, it seems an appropriate time to talk just a little bit about mothers historically, mothers and their impact on our lives, uh, mothers and what we owe them. Uh, One of the facts from the history of warfare that really strikes me is that pretty much as long as we've had frontline records, meaning, uh, you know, records from men who kept journals, who were actually in the trenches, Uh, the records of commanders, the records of chaplains, the records of soldiers themselves. Of course, that's not been all throughout history. That's just been really in the last couple of centuries. Um, But one of the facts that arises from those records is that the main word that is on the lips of soldiers as they die, as they die on the battlefield, as they pass from this life, is the word mother. Isn't that amazing? That men in battle with so much going on around them, so much happening, and of course facing their own deaths, the word they most have on their lips as they die is mother. And I'll have to tell you that uh, my study of history, and I'm certainly not the you know, most broadly read historian in the world, but I do read and I read for unusual information. I don't just read for the traditional facts and as I often joke, dates and dead people. But but one of the things that very much moves me, particularly as I read biography and autobiography, is how seminal mothers are in shaping the great leaders of history. It's interesting because because mothers tend to be hidden they tend to be in the background. They tend not to be famous. Very few mothers are famous for, you know, the way they kept house and the way they raised their children and the way they cooked and the disciplines they established. There are a few famous mothers. Um, but for the most part, mothers throughout history are, are largely unknown, largely unheralded. And yet, when you study the lives of the great, great men, great women in every pursuit, Almost always, it's mothers who have shaped the character. Almost always, it's mothers who have uh, shaped the perspective of the world that allowed that individual to arise to greatness. Now, I I think this is something we ought to pay a whole lot more attention to. You know, we we love our mothers because of uh, the cooking and the tending the home and the sewing and the picking up and the dropping off and. Uh, and, and maybe if they were exceptional mothers, you know, the reading to us at night, the telling us stories, maybe those disciplinary moments that changed our lives, all of that is valid and wonderful and to be celebrated. But what's, what's most interesting, I think, when you look at the co- scope of history, uh, is that it's usually mothers articulating to the world, um, I'm sorry, articulating to their children, the, the broader world, explaining the world providing what we might call a worldview, providing a lens through which their children can see the world. That's really what allows their children to thrive in the world, to function in the world. Of course, that can be deformed if the mother is fearful, if the mother is uh, sour, bitter, uh, that can be passed down into the children. But when a mother is valiant, when a mother is wise, when a mother is sensitive, when a mother is poetic about her 
explanations of the world, but a mother that's righteous and, and holy and spiritual, then those thoughts, those memories, those perspectives are embedded in the hearts of children and, and that's really what lives in them. And I could go on and on and on down through history, um, the, the mothers that made a profound difference. You, you've probably heard me say before, if you listen to this podcast regularly, and if you read my books, that, that Abraham Lincoln himself said that everything he became was attributable to his mother, uh, a woman who probably couldn't read. Um, a woman who was a rough frontier woman. She, she was known for her ability to wrestle men. In fact, one of the men who was a Supreme Court justice later in history, uh, one of his great claims to fame was, I wrestled Mrs. Lincoln. You know, she was rough and frontier and and yet she had a Celtic poetic sense and she explained the world in deeply mystical terms to her son and explained right and wrong and even, even had portions of the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution memorized. And of course, those things took root in young Abraham's heart and changed him forever. Even her singing voice in the home uh, played in his mind for the rest of his life. Uh, same thing with Theodore Roosevelt. I mean, I could just go on and on and on. Very... Very few great men and women um, had horrible relationships with their mothers. And even then, the, the bad relationships somehow defined them. Uh, George Washington didn't have a great relationship with his mother. Um, but somehow breaking from her and knowing why, believe it or not, made him a, a, a greater man. It's, it's interesting how it works. It works both ways. Y you know, really, uh, if, if you look at both parents... Um, they each reflect something about God. Um, what, 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 what do men do? What do, what do fathers do with their children? They, they throw them around. They terrify them. They swing them. They, they, they wrestle them. They play with them. They pop out of closets and scare them. They, they, they take them kind of to the edge. And, and so the fathers, in a sense, represent the, uh, the goodness uh, of God, the safety of God, the provision of God, um, that God may, his, his dealings with us may feel wild, but, but he always keeps us from, uh, you know, from going over the edge, so to speak. Uh, that's a father swinging his children. They're terrified, but they're also screaming with delight. How many times have you heard that? And they know their father has them in his hands. But when a child skins his or her knees, when a child's hurt, what do they do? They run to mother. Mother's the warm center. Mother's always there. Mother's the one who knows what to do. Uh, mother is the comfort. And so while the father represents the, uh, the provision of God, the, the sovereignty of God, the awesome power of God, uh, the mother represents the fact that God is there and that he loves. And that, of course, imprints the soul profoundly. Um, I... I pray in our generation for a restoration of righteous motherhood, uh, you know, with the emphasis that we have in self-fulfillment in our age, um, with each person managing their own brand, um, with every person preoccupied with their reputation and, uh, and their future, uh, there, there's a kind of a selfishness that's crept into our generation. Um, and I'm, I don't put this off on mothers or women alone. Of course, at every level, at every age, every gender, every profession, uh, you find this kind of thing. Not long ago in the news, uh, a horrible story about how a father was playing a video game and allowed his son to drown in the bathtub where he had put the boy 
while running the water, but he'd become distracted with a video game and let the boy drown. Of course, that's an extreme situation, but it's almost a a, a metaphor for the kind of self-centeredness that uh, prevents parenting of any meaning in our generation. Um, I'm a big believer, believer in the power of parents and of mothers in particular. Um, fathers are critical. Fathers are important. Uh, fathers are essential, really, especially to young men, and, and I think perhaps even more to daughters. But, but mothers uh, are, are something amazing and spiritual. Um, and I know very few great souls uh, who were not impacted uh, by great mothers. Now, now, please don't misunderstand. I'm sure I have some people uh, listening who never knew their mothers or whose mothers died early. Of course, there are other ways that that can be poured into the life. Uh, but, but, but still, mothers, uh, biological mothers or non, are, are profound in, in what they do and the ways that they unlock our souls. And, uh, and I, I think that mothers, probably because they're so giving, uh, probably because it's easy to take them for granted, probably because um, they are not at the forefront of history, are, uh, are often not honored and recognized as they ought to be. I'm grateful for the churches that honor mothers. I'm grateful for the movies that honor mothers. Um, but it really falls to us every Mother's Day uh, to not just think of that day as a day of flowers and taking mom out to dinner. But I, I want to urge you to really express to your mother, if you can, uh, perhaps uh, like me, your your mother has passed away, and so you can't do that. Um, but do what you can to honor your mother or the mothers in your life. Um, most mothers are immensely sacrificing people. Uh, most mothers uh, made profound differences in the lives of their children. Uh, most mothers, uh, as I've said, provided a lens on the world. Uh, for their children, fathers tend to call their children's out, children out, and summon uh, gifts and greatness, and speak words that 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 live in the child, uh, helping that child know who they are. But mothers tend to explain the world, and they're so essential. Uh, and when you combine that with them as the warm center of a of a life, um, of a child's life, it's just beyond recognizing. So. Um, do, do more than perhaps what your church is helping you do or your synagogue, do more than what the culture uh, is giving you an opportunity to do. Um, love your mother, speak words of gratitude, uh, honor the mothers in your life, uh, detail things, list things, set up moments where children and grandchildren can, can tell a mother or a grandmother what they appreciate. Um, it draws something out of us when we express gratitude uh, but of course, it's immensely valuable uh, in the life of that mother. In fact, I think most mothers live not necessarily for the praise of their children, but certainly for the felt gratitude of their children, especially in later years. So do as scripture teaches, do as we ought to do, uh, do what is uh, really essential. And that is that we honor the mothers in our lives. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times best-selling author, a popular speaker, and a frequent faith and culture commentator on CNN, Fox, and the Huffington Post. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and The Miracle of the Kurds. You can learn more about Stephen at stephenmansfield.tv and greatman.us, and connect with him on Facebook, and on Twitter 
under the name Mansfield Writes. The Stephen Mansfield Podcast is produced by Isaac Darnell, who also wrote, performed, and produced the Rockin' Podcast theme song. Be sure to rate the Stephen Mansfield Podcast in the iTunes Store. This is a Chartwell Literary Group production.